Hey, it's Kim Commando today, your daily podcast to keep you up to date with all things digital and beyond. And I'd love to have you be a part of our podcast. You can make an appointment to speak with me. Just head over to commando.com and on the top right, there's a button that says email Kim, fill that out and that's it. RTO, that's a new acronym being used in the tech industry. And there's a ton of people who have a new reason not to RTO to Google. Yes, that's return to the office. You see, they are so upset. They are so very upset at what Google did to hurt them. I saw a picture of a woman on Twitter. She was actually crying, and she said she didn't know what to do. She's so upset. Google's changing things. It's not right. How could Google think that this was even a five on the OK scale? Yeah, it's sad for me to report that Google is changing, and when the Googlers come back to their office because of the pandemic, those fancy Japanese Toto toilets will be gone. She was crying over that. Just a standard toilet seat from now on. Tough times for sure. And here's a Jeopardy question for you. Uh, the inventor of the modern flush toilet. You know that? You know that? Yes. Who is Sir John Harrington? And he's well remembered for two reasons. Mm, number one and number two. Oh, I know. That's bad. Hey, welcome. It's Kim Commando today because tech never, ever stops. We've expanded my successful weekend radio show about all things digital to weekdays. And our T-Mobile Unlimited listener line is now open at one 825 once again, our T-Mobile Unlimited listener line. Love to hear from you at one 825 And let's get this party started with five things that you need to know about tech. It's happening right now. And let's start with the Russia-Ukraine war and how all this monitoring for fake news and outlandish posts is really going on social media. Now, the problem with free speech comes when you make up rules about who can say what, and then you still want to call it free speech. Just ask Facebook to explain how it's really handling the Russian invasion. Okay, Facebook's new name is Meta, although everybody still calls it Facebook. They have actually given up enforcing what you can post about Russia, Ukraine, and other Eastern European countries. Since Putin's invasion, Facebook has changed its rules at least a half a dozen times. For example, you can't post anything about killing someone, except Ukrainians and others in nearby countries were suddenly allowed to advocate the killing of Vladimir Putin. And then last week, they weren't again. And now, well, Facebook moderators, they can't keep up. So, yes, they gave up. So, apparently, Russians and Ukrainians can post anything. But here in America, you can't. At Facebook, free speech is turning out to be a real problem. And speaking of the war, number two, let's talk about a popular antivirus software program on your computer. You see, a few weeks ago, I told you to stop using a popular antivirus software program on your computer because the company's headquartered in Moscow. Now, the other day, the FCC agreed with me in saying that the software poses an unacceptable risk to U.S. national security. But just consider your antivirus software. It gets routine updates, but do you really know what they're doing with that update? I mean, the update could install a keylogger. It could use your internet connections and systems for a denial of service attack. It could steal your passwords or worse. And that's why as the Russia-Ukraine war heats up, I recommended that you remove Kaspersky antivirus software from all your computers and all your devices. Now, there's long been thoughts that Kaspersky has ties to the Kremlin. Now, of course, Kaspersky denies it, but it is a Russian-based company with 400,000 users. Wow. They could band it all together. That would be quite the cyber attack army. You can get the steps to remove Kaspersky right now over at my website. That's, of course, commando.com. All right, number three, back to Facebook news. Now, if your business, especially a small business, purchased advertising on Facebook, 
that would be raising my hand, you may be owed a refund. The charge against Meta, Facebook's new name, is fraud. The lawsuit claims that company executives knew that Facebook and Instagram's audience, those are the people who would see the ads, it was highly inflated and skewed by these fake and duplicate accounts. Well, this week, a federal judge ruled against Meta and allowed all businesses, including some 2 million small companies, to join a class action lawsuit. So if your company purchased advertising on Facebook or Instagram anytime since April 15th, 2014, you can now be part of what promises to be a blockbuster lawsuit. And this is not Facebook's first time at this sort of thing. In 2019, they paid former advertisers $40 million for inflating the number of users watching video ads. Okay, guess they don't learn. Uh, we're following the case over at commando.com. All right, number four, social media and your kids. Okay, we all know that social media can be harmful to the mental health of teenagers, but researchers are now nailing down the exact ages where it is the most harmful. And what they found is this. You have to listen up. Social media use by teens can affect their overall mental state of well-being and their satisfaction with life. Now, the research used 80,000 teens, and they found that the greatest risk of vulnerability comes in what researchers call age windows. Okay, That is when the kids are entering puberty, and then again as they approach 16 to 21, which, think about it, those are the ages when most are about to leave home for the first time and head off to college. So is it harder for boys or girls? Well, the research found that girls are often affected worse than boys because of the perception of their own bodies. Now, don't look for any social media company to help with safeguards or warnings. Okay, they are the problem. The only help that will matter will come from you, the parents. And number five, never ever fub somebody. Okay, even if you're not a fubber, there's no question that at some point you've been fubbed and it's ruining relationships. To get right to it, fubbing is when someone who you're actively speaking to looks away from you to check their phone. You know, it's happened. Maybe you've done it to somebody else. And if you feel that you're being snubbed, the fact is you should feel that way because that's exactly what's happening. It's rude. It's unthinking, uncaring. Now, for the person doing it, it seems harmless. But for those sitting with that person at lunch, dinner, or in a business meeting, it's noticeable and it's so irritating. In some businesses, fubbing during a meeting can actually get you fired. So research published in the Journal of Applied Social Psychology found that even people who imagined, that's right, that they were being fubbed while in a conversation, they left the conversation with negative feelings. So if you want to put your best foot forward, Never, ever fub, which uh, I got to tell you, Amy posted this on my Facebook page. You have to listen. So funny. Hey, Kim, I thought you'd get a kick out of this. I sent this text to my son. Hi, what does IDKLY and TTYL mean? My son said in the text, I don't know. Love you and talk to you later. And I texted him. It's okay. Don't worry about it. I'll ask your sister. Love you too. And then he texted me back and said, I give up. And then I looked back and I said, Oh, I got it. Okay, yeah, that was truly funny. Hey, coming up, we have a terrific YouTube insider secret that you're going to love and use time and time again. Oh, I'm going to tell you how you can send someone your precise location and a map how to get there. And of course, we have more digital life hacks and all of your phone calls here on Kim Commando Today. Hey, 
KRT Mobile Unlimited listener line is now open at one 825 5254. And just a quick reminder, if you have a question for me, you can always drop me an email. The best place to do that is head over to the website, Commando with a K, of course. And in the upper right-hand corner, there's a link that says email Kim. Coming up in just a few moments, some YouTube hidden tricks that you're going to love. And right now, let's start this hour with Julie. Hey, Julie, glad to have you with us. Well, thank you for having me. I, I appreciate that. I listen to you quite often, and I, I think you do some great stuff. Well, you know what? It's Tech is my passion. I'm just so happy I don't I have know. to talk about politics. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, let's not go there. <laughs> no, uh-uh. Never, ever, ever, ever. So what's on your mind? How can I, I, help, how, how can I help you out? Well, um, I am looking for – I am a small business owner, and so time is valuable, and I've unfortunately try and spend a lot of time on, uh, I have a restaurant, so I'm trying to learn how to design menus and set it up. It, it's just hard to take so much time learning how to do it. Sure, so I'm it looking does. for some help on, on the best way to learn how to design a menu. And yeah, that's what I'm looking for. Okay, help for. Right. Now, do you <laughs> want to make the menu as a QR code or is it a printed menu um, or... Uh, probably both. That's a good question because I know the QR is quite a thing right now. But, um, you know, maybe the options to have QR would be helpful. Okay. Because definitely printed. Yeah. So, so what you do is you start with the printed menu. Okay. And then after uh-huh, that, right. you, go, you go to a website that will turn that PDF into a QR code. Okay. Um, oh. So let's start with first how the heck do we design a restaurant menu, right? Um, there are a couple of ways you can do this. There's a, a website called Fiverr, and don't worry about writing this down. I'll send you uh, a, an email as well as I'll tell everybody else where they can get all these. But Fiverr is a place where you go and you say, Great. I need this done, okay? And I need a restaurant uh-huh. menu done. And you know, you're gonna give them, you're gonna give them the Word document and tell them what kind of what you need that menu to look like. And you know, it's it's you know. A French Michelin star restaurant, right? Isn't it? Uh-huh, right. Three, three well, stars? Quite, but almost. On <laughs> working on it. Yeah. Okay. Oh, definitely three stars. <laughs> okay, good. All right. Um, and, so, and so you can do that at Fiverr. You can also do that at Upwork. And then there's some other freelance sites. That's, it. That's if you just say, you know what? I don't want to have to deal with this. Okay. I just want right. somebody else to do it. Now, if this is something that you do want to do because you want to have more control over it, you want to be able to make changes easily and quickly because you're going to do that because you're going to have different specials and, you know, certain vegetables right. are in season right. versus others, you know, type of thing, is that there's, yeah. a, there's a website called Canva, and that's C-A-N-V-A. Canva is so wonderful because, number one, it's free. Number two is that uh-huh. you can use it to create logos, uh, brochures, and they have templates and so you can just fill in the blanks. And how they make their money is if you ever wanted to start collaborating or if you ever wanted to use a piece of art that isn't in their that is that isn't in like their canned art. Like you want like a premium font or this or that. But even then it's just a few bucks. Okay. Um, uh-huh, right. And so that's where you can also use Fiverr to create a logo. And so if you yeah. if you so if you're looking for somebody to to do that, okay, so now that you have your logo. What else can you do with the logo, right? Um, right. You want to put it on aprons, maybe? On shirts? Uh, yes. And all of the above, maybe hats, some merchandise? Yep. And Absolutely. You want to wear it when you're doing all your recipes on YouTube or 
Instagram or whatever it may be, right? I mean, it's because you want to yep. have everything all styling and all good. And, you know, and, and merch is a good way to make some extra money for the restaurant. And so, right. um, so there are different alternatives for that. But what a lot of people don't realize is that Amazon is actually in the merch business. And so what you can do is you can take a logo and Amazon has this uh, whole system developed where you just upload a logo and it's almost like print on demand. And so you're oh, wow. not, you're not going to make a lot of money, but you're not holding any inventory and you're not putting any money up front. Right. And That's so great. it's, it's actually really valuable and it's really very cool because it allows you to sell your gear and to order your gear and your other merchandise. And then if somebody really likes the logo, then you can tell them here, go here. Um, and you can even do that with the QR code. Okay. Which leads me back to the QR code. Uh, okay. So, yeah. one, so once you have everything printed and available, you can make a QR code for just about anything. And there's a website called code monkey. And again, I'll write all this out for you. And then with code okay. monkey, you go there and you upload a PDF or whatever it is, a website address. And then all of a sudden they will give you a QR code that you can now use and print that out and put that in a frame on the tables. Uh, Cause so many people are sure. now used to using the QR code. So do I, do I get at least like a free appetizer if I ever show up? I'm just wondering. I wish you would. Okay. That All right. Would so, be terrific. So, so what is, what is, Julie, what's your best dish? What's your best thing that you make? Uh, we are, well, it's just an appetizer, but we're famous for it. And it's calamari because it's very unusual and everybody loves it. And how is Hands it unusual? Down. How is it unusual? Well, it's pan-seared, and a lot of people just do like, fried calamari. We're, we're pan-seared, and we have some uh, unique ingredients that makes it so special. And we can't give out the recipe. No. Uh-uh. It's proprietary. Oh, no, no. you got you know, you, you to yeah, you visit. All right. Well, <laughs> Julie, thanks for, your, uh, thanks for calling today. And I'll go ahead and I'll post a whole bunch of these links, everything that I just spoke about over inside the Commando community. If you're new and you're like, what the heck is the Commando community? You go to commando.com slash community. And on the left-hand side, there's a link that says the Q&A forum. Uh, you want to stop by in there and you'll see everything that I just spoke about with Julie, because I'll tell you, I hate giving out web addresses on the air because I always think it's like, wow, it's always not even six degrees, three degrees from any type of bad porn site, whatever it may be. So that's why I always post the links inside the Commando community. Hey, listen, let's talk about YouTube for just a second. Have you ever watched a YouTube video to get the steps to do something? And you know what happens. Well, aside from seeing all these ads, the guy or gal goes just way too fast. Well, you may not know this, but YouTube generates a hidden written transcript for every single video uploaded to its website. What this means is that if they are going too fast, you can read exactly what the person in the video is saying and even copy and print it out if you'd like to. Now, this is so incredibly handy when you're getting some DIY instructions or steps to getting something done. I mean, no longer I've done it, you've done it. Well, you have to start and stop the video to find that certain spot where it just wasn't exactly clear what they needed you to do, right? So to see a video's transcript, what you do is you open the video in YouTube, and then you press the three dots. Well, the three dots are all over right now, and the three dots are, you know, the more button. 
So you press the more button and underneath the video's title, you're gonna choose transcript, makes sense, some things in technology from the drop down menu. Now, the only time you won't get a transcript is if the video owner disabled it, but that hardly ever happens. But speaking of YouTube, you know, I don't know about you, but there's been so many more ads on these videos, right? Wow. So if you wanna actually make the ads stop, just a quick tip about this is that of course, when you start the video, there's always the option that says skip ads. Okay, well, that works. Now, sometimes it works is that if you put an extra character after the video's address in the, in, the, in the browser bar, so you're gonna put like a period or something like that. Doesn't work all the time, but it's worth a shot. But if you truly ever really wanna get rid of every single ad that you see on YouTube, well, that's when you have to sign up for YouTube Premium. And it's expensive. I mean, we start looking at these streaming costs. Every return around, somebody's charging us a monthly fee. Uh, YouTube Premium is like $6 for students. Uh, if you're an adult, it's gonna be $17. You get three months free, by the way, if you sign up for a Google One account. All right, you wanna stay right where you are because coming up in just a few moments, how you can send someone your precise location and map, really super handy. And then I have a list of four apps that you wanna remove from your phone right now and more of your phone calls here on Kim Commando Today. I love to pass these insider secrets because it's not like any of this technology ever comes with a manual. But this is really super handy, especially as spring is here and we're going out and about. Have you ever tried to explain where you're located to someone so they can meet you at the park, at a party, or maybe at an event? All right, rather than trying to tell the person to look for a certain landmarks, go to the porta potties and turn right, or go by the lake and look for the ducks, what you can do is use your phone to text the person your exact location. Oh, we love this, and give them a map. Okay, uh, thank goodness, by the way, we no, have, no longer have to rely on paper mats and we have our phone's GPS to guide us because you can get those turn-by-turn -turn directions. Well, that same tech can be used to send a map to someone showing your precise location. Now, on Android, using Google Maps, you can set your current location by pressing your finger down exactly where you're located on the map. And then this address pops up and then just tap share and messages. You can use Google Maps on your iPhone. I know, it's just a hassle. Instead, on your iPhone, open a text message, tap the profile of the person that you want to meet, and then tap send my current location. Either way, they're going to find you. And speaking of maps, I got an email the other day saying, at Google Earth, we can read maps backwards. And I thought to myself, oh, that's just spam. Urgh. All right, coming up in just a few moments, four apps to remove from your phone right now. And then later on this hour, signs that a keylogger is on your phone tracking every single thing that you do. And back to the phones we go with Andrew. You're next here on Kim Commando Today. Hello, how are you doing? Uh, thank you for having me on the show. You betcha. How can I help you out? Yeah, so I'm a father of four. Um, I'm also not very uh, tech savvy, I guess you would call it. And uh, <laughs> I have uh, a few different iPads and a couple Chromebooks that my children use for school. Um, and my oldest is 12, um, but they're all starting to get that age where, you know, they're on these devices. And I guess uh, I want to learn what's out there to uh, I guess protect my children <laughs> uh, yeah. as best as I possibly can. And I know there's lots of software out there, programs, and I guess I look at it yeah. as yeah. God, You know, there's so many different programs. I mean, there's Bark, Casidio, Net Nanny. How, how old are the kids? Yeah. Um, 12, 10, 8, and 6. <laughs> 
Wow, you're busy. Okay, uh, we, you are. Are. we are. We are. We <laughs> are. That's fantastic. Um, Thank you. You know the the parental controls that you need for a twelve year old is a lot different than you need for a six year old. But we still need to make sure that everybody in between. And so what's nice is that if we could find a solution that is based on the child's age and what maturity level that you think that they're at, right, what they Mm -hmm. can handle. And in addition to that, what I like about the solution I'm going to tell you about is that it's reward-based. Okay. Uh, So that if somebody takes the trash out, these two aren't fighting, (laughs) you know, whatever it may be is that you could give them extra time on their device. You can also shut down all the devices for all the kids every night at 9 p.m. Uh-huh. So they're just not able to do that. Um, you could uh, set individual preferences. You can block websites, this and that. And it happens on the router level. So okay. depending upon when you purchased your router, if it was, say, within the last year or so, is that a lot of routers include parental controls and you don't even you don't you may not even know it. So you can just do a Google search for the name and make and model of your router and type in parental controls. And uh, you might be able to maybe save yourself some money because it might even already be built into the system. Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then how you access them is through the administration panel of the router itself. Now, another solution, the one that I really like, it's, uh, it was actually purchased by Disney. It's called Meet Circle. So if you go to meetcircle.com, and it works on the router level. So no matter if it's a Chromebook, an iPad, whatever it may be, is that whatever that device is, is that it goes across anything that connects to that wireless network. And you can set up the profiles, like I mentioned, for each of the children and give them each different levels of time when they can get on and off and websites that they can access. Like the six-year-old can't go to YouTube, but the six-year-old can go to YouTube Kids. You know, you get my drift, right? Mm-hmm. And so, and it's pretty self-explanatory. There is a um, an annual fee of that. You know, it's not expensive when you think about everything that's doing for all four kids of about 120 bucks a year. And so, you know, you can work with the software uh, solutions, like I mentioned in the beginning, the Bark, the Casidio, the NetNanny. But with all these diverse devices, it be, it's going to become a real nightmare to control and to handle. Versus if it you. just happens, just if it just happens on the router level, it's everything that's coming into the home on whatever device it is. We're going to make Johnny and Janie and Sammy and Tom sign in, and then they're going to have to use their ID, and then it's going to be controlled from that level. Make sense? It does. Okay. All right. So, um, so check out meetcircle.com. And okay. if you have any issues with it or whatsoever, you need any other recommendations, just let me know. I'm always here for you. Now it's time for a great tip you don't want to miss. And this week is brought to you by Simply Safe. All right. How about four apps to remove from your phone right now? Now, if you hit the Apple app or Google Play Store, there are countless apps. Oh, last I heard, there's like 1.6 million apps. But there are four apps in particular that you don't need to waste your money buying. Now, let's start with apps that scan QR codes. You don't need a separate app for this. With the latest operating system, your iPhone or Android, you just have to point your camera at a QR code, and then you're taken right to the page. Okay, number two on our list, apps that scan documents. You don't need a separate app for that. On an iPhone, you can use the Notes app. It's a terrific document scanner. Now, on Android, scan documents using the Google Drive app. Uh, Number three, do not get an app that uses your phone's camera as a flashlight. Mm, Your phone has a flashlight built in. We love that. And finally, number four, you do not need a battery-saving app. It just uses up your battery. 
What I want you to do is to tap into your phone's built-in tools and your very own common sense. So if your battery's draining quickly, turn down your phone's brightness. And then what you want to do is limit the apps like your email and your social media and your texting and everything like that that's running in the background, constantly updating. And one more thing about apps. Now, remember, free apps, they aren't free. Anytime something's free, you're the product. The developers are probably harvesting all your data and they're selling it off to the highest bidder. We have more of your phone calls coming up as well as signs that a keylogger is secretly hiding in your phone that you don't want to miss here on Kim Commando today. Hey, a couple of things I want to pass along. First of all, this is Kim Commando today. And a quick reminder, you can catch my three-hour weekend show here on WLS Saturday and Sunday nights. And if you haven't already, make sure that you sign up for my newsletter called The Current. It's really wonderful. You can see a sample. There's no ads, exclusive links, tech news and videos and all kinds of wonderful stuff. And delivered right from me, right to your inbox, just on Saturdays and Tuesdays. You can see a sample and you can sign up right now over at getthecurrent.com. All right, before we go back to the phone calls, I don't know if you've ever heard about these buy-nothing project groups. It's really something to see. Yeah, they have their own app, but you can also find them on Facebook and on Nextdoor. And in a buy-nothing group, I'm sure you have things that you no longer want or use, but you post pictures of stuff you'd like to give away. But you can also make requests for other things. And yeah, buy-nothing means that it's all free. And I checked my local buy-nothing group, and I found furniture, baby clothes, you know, even a decent sewing machine up for grabs. And when you see something you want, you just say so in the comments. And things are given out on a first-come, first-served basis. I mean, I saw a request for a recliner, um, a basketball, and outdoor lights. As I mentioned, you can download and use the Buy Nothing Project app in the Apple or Google Play Store, but you don't have to. Just simply search Facebook using the phrase Buy Nothing in the name of your local community or town, now, you can also find similar posts on the Nextdoor app, but remember your safety. Since all this free stuff is usually located at somebody's house, I don't want you to ever go pick it up all by yourself. You always want to bring a friend with you. Remember, safety first. All right, back to the phones we go with Amy. Welcome to the show today. Hi. Well, I have a few questions about a laptop. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I haven't had one in, oh, 15 years or so, so I'm totally out of date, and oh. I just don't even really know where to start, so I figured I'd reach out for some advice. <laughs> Amy, Amy, where have you been the last 15 years? Where? <laughs> so, uh, uh, so, yeah. so, so 15 years without a laptop, have, have you, do you have a phone? I do. I, oh, I have an iPhone. I'm definitely okay, a fan <laughs> of Apple products, but I, um... You know, I just didn't know if it's something where it's worth investing in a higher priced one, and yeah. And so, what are you <laughs> what are you going to have? Getting a different off brand, or <laughs> and what are you going? What do you want the laptop to do? What's the purpose of it? Um, I mean, if you haven't had one in like fifteen years, I would like to probably do some online classes, okay. um, and then otherwise for some business stuff. We run a small farm, and so I was thinking of trying to just consolidate paperwork and maybe get with it and. Get an online presence. <laughs> That's so funny. That's so funny. You know, we recently helped a uh, a farmer in Dallas, Texas, 
Uh, yep. Not very different from you as far as, I mean, he called in and he he was trying to figure out how to do inventory, how to take orders yeah. at the farmer's market. And so we ended up helping him offline so that, because there was just, I mean, there's just too much in a, you know. In, uh, yes, and I was kind of worried that might be the case. I feel like I have a whole bunch of different facets yes. here. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, so we're going to start small like we did with him. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. So if you like an iPhone, just get a MacBook. Okay. I mean, that's just the bottom line there because it's going to be a lot easier for you to use. You're going to have your email and your contacts and your calendar and everything's going to be seamless. Uh, we're not going to have to worry about Windows updates and things crashing. And I know that Macs are expensive, um, but it's okay if you go to apple.com and look in their store and look at refurbished MacBooks. If you're trying to save some money where you get one that's like one or two generations old because, hey, Let's face it, girlfriend, you have not been on a laptop for 15 years, so anything's yeah. going to be a phenomenal for you, okay? And yes. so, so you're not going to save a lot of money that way, but you're going to save, you know, probably 15%. And if you if you have a student in the family, there's always some good Apple student discounts available too. And so okay. as far as which one do you buy, you buy the one that you can afford, okay? Uh, yeah. You know, you know, a MacBook Pro is going to be more expensive than just a MacBook. You don't need the Pro. Mm-hmm. You just need a basic MacBook, right? 13-inch yep. is going to be cheaper than 15-inch. And, and, you know, and so, you know, the MacBook Air is nice, but it's going to be more expensive because it's, you know, it's mm-hmm. for somebody who's going to be carrying it around. And you're not going to be doing that. So just find the one that you can right. afford. And it's going to last you because that's what Macs do. Now, so once you get the MacBook and then you can set it up and if there's a Genius Bar near you or an Apple store, you can also buy it there and they'll actually help you set it up along the way, is that there are really amazing tools that, um, that will help you with your farm. Um, how many acres do you have? Uh, we have probably four acres in garden production and then we've got 15 head of cattle on about probably 20 acres. <laughs> and then we wow. have around 30 acres of wild blueberries. Oh, how so fun. We kind of awesome. do all sorts of different things with it. <laughs> That's great. That's awesome. Well, yeah. what I was going to tell you is that, you know, when you start now, when you, when you get your MacBook is that you're going to start looking at things like farm management software. So yes. there's been like this whole trend with software. I mean, it used to be long time ago, like, you know, you'd have to go buy a database program and then you'd have to customize it. And then you'd have to, you know, figure out how it's going to work with X. Not anymore. Now it's all this uh, really specialized software that you use as a service. It's software as a service. And they charge you a monthly fee to use the software. And how many options yep. that you use. So you're looking at probably like, you know, a good farm management program for a relatively small farm like yours with livestock yep. and blueberries. and things. It's probably 25 bucks a month. Okay. And for, mm-hmm. for 25 bucks a month, you can, you get uh, the livestock geology, the health records, you can plan tasks, yeah. calendar, you can map the fields, there's seed order estimators, harvest oh. reports. Uh, you can track your income, your expenses, the pasture rotation, equipment maintenance. You know, you see where I'm going with all this, that it's just like, absolutely. Wow. All of a sudden, but we're going to start small, Amy, go buy yourself a MacBook. Okay. And then when you get that up and running, I want you to call me back. Okay. And then, and then we'll, we'll start taking it to the next step, which is 
processing orders, maybe getting into the farmers markets, and like one of the yep. things, one of the things we helped with um, the farmer in Dallas is that because one of his problems was that he would take his goods to the farmers market and then come home with stuff. So I said, well, what if you could pre-order? People would pre-order on your website, so when you come home, you don't have anything left. And he's like. Yes. So that's one of the levels that we t- actually took this particular guy in, uh, in, in outside of Dallas, Texas. So, I mean, um, thanks for your call. And again, remember, we're always here for you to take you to the next step. Boy, I'll tell you, there has been a huge uptick in the number of emails and phone calls we've been getting here to the show and posts on social media directed toward me about, hey, Kim, I think there's a keylogger in my phone. So let's talk about that for just a second. Now, I'm sure you've heard about apps that parents install on their kids' phones to check out where they've been, they look at their web history, apps that they're downloading, and things like that. Well, now these spy apps are the latest weapon in relationship dramas. That's right. These secret keylogging apps let you see your partner's email, photos, text messages, their location, their social media accounts, get their passwords. Now, you don't have to be all paranoid and crazy that a spying app is on your phone. But let me tell you, there are some real signs to watch out for. Like, let's start with your battery. Let's say the battery is draining faster than usual, okay? And then you start looking around inside your settings and you see an increase in data usage. That could be a sign. All right, what about if your phone is hot to the touch, even though you haven't used it? Well, that's a definite sign that a keylogger might be on your phone. So what I want you to do then is look at your screen time reports on your phone that shows exactly when you have actually used your phone. Now, you also want to check your account over at the Apple App Store or Google Play Store for any apps that you know that you just didn't download. And, and that's the deal. Some of these keylogger apps, they don't actually show up on your phone and say, oh, I'm a keylogger. They show up as maybe a file vault or a calculator. And then by typing in a certain formula, you see this hidden file folder. So so it's definitely something that happens and it is more prevalent. But just because you think that your phone is acting weird doesn't mean that it is. I mean, it could just be your guilty conscience, but it is something that you want to be aware of that these key loggers are out there and they're readily available all over the internet. Hey, thanks for listening to Kim Commando today. So reach over and give me a nice five-star review. Yes, thank you. And thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs>